Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. So glad you've joined us. It's the show where conversations save lives. And tonight, Jeff, DW, your host tonight here on the show, be a part of the conversation. Join us on Twitter tonight. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Dave, we've got a great conversation lined up, don't we, tonight? We do. We want to talk to people who uh, want to listen. So hopefully you pull up a chair, listen, or whatever you're doing, get those earbuds in and go out for a run. But listen to us tonight. We've got something we want to share with you. Yeah, this show is good for exercise. It is. Yeah. Exercise your brain and your body all at the same time. You Boom. can slow down a little while we're talking, and then we play this great music, and you can you know, get going a little bit, get the adrenaline flowing, then slow down a little. It's really good. It's well, good. yeah. If you're listening live, if you're listening on the podcast, you definitely won't get the music, but you just get it all together. And what I know from some people have said, they actually play us in one and a half speed. Yeah, that's good. Try it in two speed. I think we sound really cool. And I'm going to talk much faster. That's right. Anyway. And I, I need to talk faster at times. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Anyway, yeah. you guys get to be a part of the conversation tonight. It's summer. I think we can officially say... Summer is here. I know calendar-wise it's going to start next week. Yeah, next now we pre-recorded these programs, and you know last night, the night before, we had a freeze warning. So it is summer, Yeah, but, but we're still covering plants. We did still have a freeze warning in June. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. That was nuts. I'm not going to miss those days. Nope. But that, such is the life of Wisconsin. So if you're not in Wisconsin and you're someplace warmer, well, good luck because I think I like this temperature where we're at now and – not worrying too much about blazing hot and not being able to go outside. I know what, like, India has been super hot lately. Well, you know what? Is there something, like, in really, 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 really hot climates that they can't do that we don't know about? Just like in our climate, it's really, really, really cold, and there's things like don't put your tongue on a flagpole kind of things. that You, you wouldn't know that if you don't live in a cold climate. So you mm. can get tricked into it. I mean, if you're in high school, you come here like a, a foreign exchange student or something from India, and you come here and someone tells you to lick a flagpole in the middle of January, don't do it. Because that's a trick. Your, 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 tuck, your tongue will stick to it. Is there something in the real hot climates like that, you think? Well, metal and sun don't go so well together. So don't stick a tongue on a hot metal pole. Oh, there you go. See, either way, it's the tongue thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that would work. All right, I get it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what are we talking about tonight, Dave? We're going to kick off a series. And uh, last week, if you missed the show, last week we talked to an Olympic speed skater and a football coach, a husband and wife duo. And they had some great things to talk about. Humility, you can go back and check that out on the podcast for yourself. We'll link it in the show notes as well. But great conversation there. We kind of want to keep on that theme of some different character marks. And so we talked about humility last week. Tonight we're going to talk about this, I think it's kind of an old English word, Chastity? Have you ever heard that word, Dave? I have. I've, I've known girls named Chastity. Yeah. When, when I was younger, that was a pretty popular name. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't even know how to spell it. But it, it is. it was a popular name for some reason. That's interesting because yeah. this, this day and age, I have a son that's name is Liam. And once you know, when I went to our first doctor's appointment for my son, uh, they called Liam. And 
mom and dad. We're the only moms and dads in the room. Both of us stand up with our kids. Oh, man. So then you're like, what's going on? Yeah, there have been really different names through history. Now, I'm pretty safe, Dave. That, <laughs> you're you know, not that, safe. There's been – Dave has been like around since King David and other things. I mean, it's well, just yeah. been around. It's, it's like no – if you say Dave, there's, there's 40 people that are going to stand up my age to, you know, to go get help. Yeah. But Ian, I would wonder about. Liam. Uh, yeah. Ian, Liam. Liam. Yeah. Liam. How do you spell it? L-I-A-M. What does it mean? Liam Neeson? I don't know. You don't know? Actually, Liam is... You it's, named it's, a child something you don't know what it means? No, it's an Irish name. And, and we've had that question. Is he Irish? Well, no, we're not Irish, but it's it's for warrior. Oh, and it means warrior? I think so. Cool. Yeah. Uh, David means beloved. Yeah. What is What does your name mean? What is Jeff? Jeff mean? means peacemaker. Really? Yes. We got the warrior and the peacemaker on the same show? This is crazy. I mean beloved. I'm beloved. I'm not a warrior. Oh, yeah. There you go. Beloved. Never mind. Liam is the warrior. Yes. Liam's the warrior, and I'm the peacemaker. Well, I hope that works out. I hope so, too, because <laughs> it's not always peaceful in our house. You know, if you have yeah. young kids at home, you get it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's understandable. I don't know. It's like in your house, I'm sure, at it's this quiet. point. It's, yeah, it's a little bit quieter. Yeah. And uh, anyway, tonight, chastity, this word, it's kind of an old English word. We're going to talk a little bit about purity and honesty tonight on the show. Dave, it, you know, today in our culture, this is a difficult time of year for so many people. It you know, is. we talk about one of the symptoms of today is it's it's difficult to have these conversations at home, and yet I think they need to happen. Where young people, moms and dads, we talk about this thing called purity and honesty, integrity, these sorts of things, and in three different ways. So tonight we're going to talk about how to be pure in the mind, mm-hmm. how to be pure in the body, as far as health goes, and physically, you know, how we appear to other people, and. Also spiritually, because I think that's a big part of it right. that isn't always talked about is how do you how are you going to be pure spiritually? Because there's so many different philosophies, so many different ideas out there. I, I hate to say it, but how does there's there seems today like people have to pick a faith. Yeah. Do you ever find that? Yeah, I, and I, I think too that that what happens a lot of times is people are trying to figure out why should I be pure? Why should I do it right? What's the value of doing something absolutely right? It's kind of like when I played football. We talked about athletics last week. It's hard for somebody to not use steroids or or performance-enhanced PEDs. Um, It's hard for them to not do that because they're looking around saying everyone else is doing it. Right. But is there a value in not doing it? I mean, that's the question you got to ask. And is there a value in doing things the way they were meant to be? And is there a way that they were actually meant to be? And, and that's a question, I think, that we can answer because I think that fits over everything that we're talking about. Yeah, it does. And we see this, all the, we see this a lot in our culture. And, and our world is so wired to not really not care about limitations or purity. You know, when we talk about standards, we talk about living in a certain way. That's kind of an unpopular message. And tonight, I just want to ask that you would just give us a time where you just open your mind and think, what is this going to mean? If I actually embrace what they're talking about, what's this going to do for my well, life? Why would it be unpopular to talk about standards? Oh, because that's just, it's so restrictive. Uh, okay, let's say it's restrictive, but, but let's say uh, I gave you a car, all right? I just bought you a car. Yeah. And, and I say, here's the standard. What, kind, need, of, what kind of car is it? It's going to, what, kind of, what kind of car do you like? I'd be fine with the Mustang. There you go, Mustang, brand new. And, yeah. and, and I gave it to you, and I said, "Here's the standard: five speed, uh, fine, uh, six here, speed, whatever you want. <laughs> it's all yours, whatever color." And I say, "Here's here's the standard. Uh, all I'm asking you to do is change your oil every three thousand miles, rotate the tires every ten thousand miles, change the transmission fluid every twenty thousand miles. If you agree to do that, I'll give you a car." Oh, 
For sure. Why am I asking you to do that? Well, so I can actually go 120 down the highway and not worry about my engine blowing up. Not true. Oh, okay. uh, the, the, the truth is I want you to have that car for like 15 years. And I want it to, to really perform well for you and, and be what it should be. And I know that if you do those things, it'll give you the best chance for that. Yeah. So the standards are not restrictive. You might be saying, bummer, it's 10,000 miles. I told them I'd change the tires and uh, you know, rotate them. I better get it done. Yeah, because the standard is not restrictive. The standard is there so that you can get the best performance out of the car for the longest time. Yeah. That's why we have a standard. Many people actually ignore that part of life. They ignore that part on a car. They, why do this? I mean, why have a standard when, when it just restricts me? Yeah. Um, I hate, you know, I have this little thing on my car that tells me to change the oil. And it, you know, I want to ignore it. You know, I want to I hit the button when it gets there and say, I'll do it next week. Right. No, there's a standard. And I was told by the brand that I got my car, they said, you know, you need to listen to this. If you do, this car will perform. I wanted to put oil in it. Now, my, my car takes 020. No idea what that means. But it, but it takes 020. So I went over to change my oil. Our mechanics at camp were there. And I said, I don't have 020. I'm going to 520. And the mechanic said, don't do it. I said, why? It's got to be close. <laughs> I would, you know what I was going to do? I was going to take the standard and change it a little bit. Yeah. And he said, no, these are made for 020. And here's why. And he told me. And I said, oh, bummer. He <laughs> goes, you really want to change that now, don't you? I do. <laughs> don't. I didn't. I waited. I got the oil. I changed it right. I feel better about it. But yeah. it was there's a standard that I only wanted to cheat a little on it. And I thought, could it really matter? Yeah. He said, yes. Well, take a very expensive car and ruin it because I'm not willing to do it by the standard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it's so restrictive. You know, Jeff, it's just so restrictive. Yeah. And just a side note here, save the high performance for the racetrack. Don't do it on the highway. We don't we don't encourage that for sure. Uh, but make sure that you are responsible as a driver. I know so many young people that are now just getting their licenses. And summer is the time of year where it can be crazy for a lot of different reasons. They're We're raising the speed this. limit, though. They're raising the speed limit. I know. And that has pros and cons like everything else. So anyway, join the tweet back with us tonight. We'd love to hear from you. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. Let us know how your summer's going. And we're going to come back and have some more great conversations. So keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Check out the show notes tonight at HopeNet360.com. Also, if you're going through something, if you're struggling tonight, and you need to talk to somebody, there's a live coach right now who cares and will talk with you at HopeNet360.com. Just click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. They're there to encourage you to help you through the tough times in life and to have real, open, honest conversations. You can trust these people. They're great people. We're so blessed to have some great coaches on our lines tonight. And you can be a part of this conversation. If you're on Twitter, just use the hashtag HNRTV and join the conversation with us. Chastity, Dave. This is kind of an old English word. So we're going to talk about purity and all this. When you hear the word chastity or you hear the word purity, what comes to mind? What do you think of? You know, it's really hard because I think we live in an age where purity has been redefined. In, in a weird way. It's like it, we kind of think that sort of pure is pure, kind of pure is pure. We can't compare it. But really, purity means 100% pure, 100% right. And we don't like the word right. But things are right or wrong in life in certain areas. Not every area, but certain areas they are. Purity means I've kept within 
the way it's supposed to be, 100% in the right side. It's kind of like this. If I gave you a glass of water right now and I said it was pure, what would you think? Would you think it, it, that it's 100% pure or kind of pure? Probably kind of pure. Yeah. See how we've trained our mind? Yeah. Because purity has a definition. Well, I mean, as long as there's no solids floating in it, I think it's okay. It's not going to Hopefully right. not going to kill me. So that's a new definition of pure. Yeah. E- even if I said, you know, Jeff, this water is 99.9% pure, you would go, okay, great, 99.9. Now, that would be a new definition for pure mm-hmm. because pure is 100%. That's the definition of it. So I think we have a problem because we don't believe that purity is even attainable. I don't think we think that. So when we use the word, we redefine it to the point where it's, I don't know, were you ever a high jumper or a pole vaulter or anything? Just a soccer player. Okay, just soccer. Well, I, I was never either because this old body couldn't get over one of those poles <laughs> if you paid it. Right. However, it would be as if you and I decided to be high jumpers. So we put the bar on the ground and we jumped over and go, yay, you know, we're giving each other five and everything else. And there's guys jumping really good, but not us because the bar's on the ground and we're thinking this is really cool. Yeah. Sometimes I think what we do in life is we move the life bar to the level we can get over. Hmm. and we think that's great and we celebrate, rather than leaving it where it belongs and shooting for it. And I think if I wanted to have pure water, I think I would like to have it to be 100% pure because it matters what that point one is in the water. Is it arsenic? Is it, you know, what is it that's in there that I shouldn't be drinking since it's not pure? So whenever I see a label now on a, on a bottle of water that says 99 point whatever pure, I think, how silly. We've just taken the word and redefined it. And I think in our lives we have to do the same thing. What we're assuming by this conversation is that there is a standard, that there is a right. There's a standard, there's, a, there's an absolute. And, and, and that's what we're assuming by saying that chastity or purity is a, an important part of life. And really what we should be doing is trying to find out what the standard is. Uh, the last segment I talked about a car. There's a standard within a car. You're supposed to use certain oils, certain whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea, really. But I, I read the manual or they tell me, and I don't even question them because they're the ones who made the car. You know, even if they try to explain it. To, have you ever had someone try and explain something to you, like an engineer or something, and, and it really makes sense to them, and they go into great detail, and it's like, just tell me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just tell me what yeah. to do. Yeah, tell me how glue is made. No, I just yeah. want to use an adhesive. Yeah. <laughs> It, this is a funny story. Well, I wanted to learn how to be a mechanic. I wanted to learn how to take apart an old engine. And, and my riding lawnmower was an old Craftsman lawnmower. And, and I wanted to just take it apart and put it back together, the engine, okay. and, and learn how to do it. And mm-hmm. how hard can a one-cylinder lawnmower engine be, really? Oh, yeah. So I took it to our shop. And one of our mechanics, I think, is brilliant. I mean, he's just brilliant on stuff. And I said, could you teach me? I, I mean, I want to take it apart and put it back together. And I want to learn how to do this. Sure. You know what? I lasted about 15 minutes and walked out. <laughs> and the reason was is because this guy's so knowledgeable. Every single part I was taking out, he paused. He told me the history of the part. He told me the right name of it. He told me the color that's normally painted. I mean, unbelievable knowledge about what the, there are very there are specs in that engine that I thought, no kidding. Who would ever think of this? <laughs> right. But after a while, it was like so much. I told him, finally, I said, I just want to know how to take it apart and put it back together. I don't want to know everything about it. <laughs> and he was mad at me for that one. In fact, so much so. See, I wanted to learn to put it together. I came back the next morning. It was together. He, <laughs> he stayed up all night and put it together because he didn't want to work with me. Because he thought, you know what? 
You don't want to learn. He's ungrateful. Yeah, you're, you don't want to learn. So I'm just putting it together because you said you want to learn, but you really don't. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? That's probably true. I, I wanted to learn what I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to learn the history of every part. I really didn't want to learn how every part interacted with every other part. I, I didn't want to learn that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go, where does this go? That's what I wanted. And I, I thought after that after a while, I said, you know, our lives are kind of like that. We can come to God. I don't think he makes it that complicated, actually. Yeah. But there is a way it's meant to be. And I think we get impatient and say, I really don't want to know that even. I just want to do really what I want to do. I don't want to understand how all the parts work. I don't want to understand how everything fits together. I don't want to really understand what the engineer had in mind. I really don't care. I just want it to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's some danger in that if you're trying to repair things because you don't have a real understanding of the parts. And, and I would suggest that as we think about purity, chastity, whatever it might be, that, that God had a plan. And it would be important that we come and see what is the plan so we can figure out what we should be doing. And then we should dedicate ourselves to at least doing what we should be doing. The minimum would be I need to put all the pieces, all the things in the right places. I mean, I need to do that. Putting life together. I need yeah. to do that minimum. The, the maximum would be I understand why. You know, they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in life there's a journey there where when you're younger, you might start off just saying, okay, he's God. I'm Dave. I'm listening. And then as you get older, it's like, why do we do this, God? And now it makes more sense why that fits and why that works. And I, I think if people would really give God and the scriptures a chance and check out how they tell us to do things yeah. and it just said, well, I don't understand it, but I know that God is older than me, smarter than me, and loves me, I can trust him kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think they'd find out it works. You know, this year I hit another milestone. And I call it a milestone because I think you're – your mind starts to change when you hit this magical age of 30. Okay. I don't know if that's what it was for you, but for me, 30 was kind of a, this is an interesting age. I would probably say most people want to be in the position that where you're married, you've got some kids, you've got a house, you've got a car, you don't have a dog yet, but you're looking to get a dog. I mean, there are just some things in life when you look at the quote unquote American dream. Uh, I don't want to buy into such a system, but there are those ideas out there, those ideals. And uh, for me, this 30-year-old thing, it, it kind of brought some kind of form of appreciation that wasn't there before. Yeah. And appreciation for a lot of the mentors, a lot of people that God I know put in my life. I look back at my life and I'm thinking, okay, that person wasn't an accident. That person wasn't an accident. I, it was just I look at relationships differently. I look at people that came into my life differently. I look at our relationship you know, in, in a new way where – I'm thankful every time I edit one of these shows down, I just I learn something new. I am processing life just differently. Right. And one of those things I think that is talked about, especially in the church, is purity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all trying to live in a way that, you know, we talk about a standard. We know from the gospel, we know that there is a standard, that it's Christ-likeness and how Jesus lived on this world. That's what the standard was for us. And we messed that up in the Garden of Eden. And now we have this sinful nature that we can't actually measure up to the standard. And so for much of our life growing up, we feel like there's this constant kind of looking at the world thinking, well, if only I was just good enough to be that person. And so that bar standard, you kind of lower it. I really appreciate what you said, Dave, where we lowered the bar to the level that we're comfortable with. Right. And we do that in our own lives. We would do that in a high jump. I mean, I'm not going to ask an eight-year-old kid to do a high jump over a 20-foot pole. Like, that's just not going to work. Right. But is the bar – do we set the bar too low? Some of us, do we set the bar too high where it's absolutely unachievable? How do we set 
realistic standards, in, especially in this culture where purity is not a very common yeah, message. And some don't even go on the field. They don't even want to try it because it's too confusing to them, so they just don't even try. Well, that too. And so we're going to talk about that more on the show. Connect with us on the Tweetback right now. We're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, check out the show notes. Got some other things going on there and some great articles, some videos, and stuff we find out throughout the show. Some of your tweets will even end up there as well. So the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Connect with us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com or on Twitter. You can just use the hashtag HNRTB. Especially if you're catching this show on the podcast, we'll go back and respond to all of your messages and maybe even use them in an upcoming show. Who knows? Yeah, well, I got an idea for somebody to respond to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, last segment, you wanted, you t- said one day you're going to get a dog. I will one day. All right. I think that our listeners ought to suggest to you and lobby for a certain kind of dog so that they know what you should get. So you should do your research. I don't think they'll do that. I think they should because you should get the right kind of dog. I think it should be a big German Shepherd. I don't think people care about this as much German as I Shepherd. do. I think it should be a German Shepherd. Why and German if you Shepherd? care about Jeff, I want you to get online sometime this week and suggest what kind of dog and why he should get so that he can make an intelligent decision. And if he does make one, it'll be a German Shepherd. You know, I've had friends that have had German Shepherds. Yes. And they have hip problems. So I don't know if I'm ready for that. Jeff, I have hip problems. Well, but we're not, I'm not, you're not Are you pet. tossing me under the bus here? Well, I'm definitely not putting you in a kennel. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jeff, DW, your host tonight, you can connect with us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We're going to go into a segment called Matters Doesn't Matter. And this is a part of the show. Where is this I'm gonna, a test? It's kind of a test. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Dave a word. So an animal, a fictional character, something in nature, a special event. You get the idea. And he's going to tell me if it matters or if it doesn't matter. Okay. This, and, is, uh, this is like a test I might have taken in high school where I had no clue as to why I'm even taking it. But go ahead. Well, if you get five right, you pass. Okay. I want to pass. I Actually, wanna... six. I'm going to raise the bar. Whoa. Okay. All right. I'm ready, man. I don't think I've ever flunked a test in the last six months. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Because you're going to need it. All right. All right. So it's time for matters doesn't matter. Butterfly. Matters. Why? Because um, it, I have to know why. Uh, all right. Did it, you ever chase butterflies and like capture them? And... Uh, butterfly kisses. Because there'd be no butterfly kisses without butterflies. After bedtime prayer? Yes. There's a song about that. All right. So that's why it matters. Otherwise, what what would you say? Elephant kisses? Well, that would be awkward. So butterfly kisses would be good. That'd be like with your nose. Butterflies matter. That's weird. All right. Cupid. Um, Does not matter. No? No. Not at all? No. I'm Swedish. We don't do that stuff with the little arrow and shoot hearts and stuff. We don't do that. That'd be painful, I think. It would be. And why would we be shooting people through their heart and saying we love them? Doesn't matter. Maybe it draws them together. It it does at the funeral. Well, pain draws people together. Yeah, well, lots of hugs. So does death, because that's what an arrow in your heart does. Think about it. I'm thinking. All right, kryptonite. Whoa, matters. Does it even exist? Superman? Are you doubting Superman? I just asked well, the question. What if all the good in the world depended on Superman and kryptonite? You know, it matters where it's stored. Then that's true. But no, it, it, I don't know. It's got to matter. Blind dates. They don't matter. No? No. Even no, today? I don't think so. You know what? Would it be me that's blind or my date? Well, you just took it to a different level. I know. 
if, if it was me that was blind, you know, that'd be funny. But if, if, if I'm going up, no, I want to I choose my dates. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want that to matter. All right. Gel pens. They don't matter. They shouldn't have been invented. No, you didn't use gel pens? No. But you know why? I, I'm thinking of all the lefties in the world because they smear it. Oh, my goodness. You're right. Yeah, all the lefties in the world. It, it's like an anti-lefty campaign, the gel pens. All right, so they don't matter? Nope. All right, selfie sticks. Uh, don't matter. No? No. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. No, and double no. We got enough selfie stuff going on. And selfie sticks, I mean, now you got to pull a selfie stick out of your pocket. Do you know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to pull out of their pocket. Someone's going to say something. They're going to beat them to death with a selfie stick. And if they were never invented, that would have never happened. you got to be a wuss if you get beat up with a selfie stick. Yeah, but it happens, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody has been assaulted with a selfie stick already. I'm sure. Well, assaulted, but killed is a totally different level. You never know. Assault could lead to kill. Well, I I mean, I guess a tornado could take one of those. It's not a good thing. All right. Teacups. Matter. Really? Oh, yeah. Tea? But tea cups, they're so small. I know, but that means you get a lot of it because you, you get want, to refill it a lot. Don't you want like a big glass jar? No, I, I like to have more. <laughs> 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 so I get to refill the little cup a lot of times. And not only that, you know what my latest favorite tea is? Root beer tea. Root beer tea? I, I got some root beer tea the other day, and it tastes like root beer. It is delicious. Is it Baumeister? No, it's uh, um, um, something in that store in Appleton. What was I forget the name of it, but it's from a tea store, huh. and, and and it's root beer tea. And I thought, man, this is weird. And don't tell anyone, but I bought it for my wife, but she hasn't had any yet. I won't say anything. Thank you. All right, that was that was fun. Yeah, good job, Dave. I think you got. Did seven. I pass? I think so. All right. That, now, how do I pass? I agree with you on these. It's all a, a huge mathematical equation. All right. That's what I thought. Much too complicated to understand, and we'll tell you at the end. It's kind of like your driver's test. Yeah. That are the laws of attraction, one of the two. Do you know, I, I won't spread this to the world, so it's just a private thing between you and me, but once I took a test at the driver's place, you know, where you get your license? Yep. And I guessed at every question, and I passed. I just wanted to see if I could do it. You guessed. I did. I just filled in the little blanks and then turned it in, and I passed. Wait, you had to, so you actually had to read the question and fill in blanks. Yeah, it was actually for something other than just a car, and, and I did not study for that. It was an aspect of another vehicle, <laughs> and, and I didn't know the answers, and I didn't want to have to go back and do it, so I guessed at them all, and I passed it. So there's a guy on the road like me who didn't pass his test really but did. Does that make sense? So you lowered that bar way down here. Well, I did, but the, the truth of the matter is I told the guy that I did that, and he just smiled and gave me my license. So it was <laughs> like... It's the way it happens, I think. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Have you been pulled over a lot? No. That's actually, a question. in 30 years, I have not been oh. pulled over. There you have it, folks. So you can lower the bar to that level, not study for your... No, yeah, just, no, we're not teaching you that. But I, it was one of those... <laughs> I was surprised that I had to take that aspect, and I just didn't <laughs> know about it. But I, I was even more surprised that I passed. Interesting conversation as far as chastity goes. This I love the word. I just like saying chastity. I don't know a chastity personally, but I, I guess you know... Well, I don't know him anymore, but when I was younger, that name was familiar. Yeah. Today, purity, that that whole conversation, it's uncomfortable. And parents, teenagers, this is one of those things, one of those conversations where it's difficult to have. And we want to just let you guys know it's it's okay to talk about these things. It should be talked about. What is pure? Not just from a body perspective. I mean, the easiest way to, to approach this would be let's talk about the clothes that we're wearing. And yeah. when you look at stores and, and girls, I... I'm not a girl, but I understand your struggle. I have a wife who goes into stores and sees these clothes and the fashions, and she's thinking, what in the world is going on today yeah. in, the, in the world of fashion? What is going on? Like nothing, 
not only does it not fit, but it also does not help my physique at all. It doesn't yeah. help me put out the persona that I really want to portray to the people around me. Right. I mean, when you dress, do you dress really for yourself or do you dress to be with other people in a way look acceptable to them? I mean, what, what do you dress for? Why, why choose an outfit? In the for, me it's, for me, it's a both and. Okay. There are days where I'll dress down. Like today, I'm just wearing shorts and a, a polo tee. And some days, I'll actually dress up, wear a nice collared shirt, some khakis or dress slacks. And so some of it is a both and. Some of it is I just like waking up in the morning. And if my wife is – if she's off that day and I dress up nice, it, she enjoys when I dress yeah. up. I have well, a wife that enjoys I, that. I, I was thinking, you know, when somebody chooses what clothes they're wearing, really, when I choose what clothes I'm wearing, I, they can choose like really weird stuff that nobody wears. And that draws attention to them, hmm. even conservative-wise. Or they can choose like real skimpy clothes that draws attention to them. I, I really think that the wise thing to do is, is wear clothes that let you blend in nicely and not draw attention to yourself, but are uh, not having people look at you and not, but, but being acceptable. And, and you're right. It, when I'm going to eat with my wife somewhere, she likes it when I dress up a little bit. You know, it, it shouldn't be my paint clothes and that kind of stuff at that particular moment. But I think one of the more important things to realize is, could we dress in a way that doesn't bring attention and scream, look at me? And I think those who, who err on the conservative side, if you want to call it, sometimes dress in styles that are 10 years old just to make a point, And they do. Everyone stares at them when they go by because of that. <laughs> or, or you dress real skimpy and everyone stares at you when you're dressed like that. I think there's somewhere in between there, and we could probably help flush that out a little bit. Well, and I think generations have different standards, oh, and do. that's that's the difficult thing, and that's where a lot of misunderstandings happen because, and you've probably had this happen too, where you'll your standard of dress code is such, and they come in and and they're definitely wearing jeans maybe two sizes too small. Even guys, guys do this nowadays, and it drives me nuts. I'm thinking, just get some jeans that fit you that mm-hmm. I can't necessarily see the definition going on you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna pick up this conversation when we come back here on the show make sure to chat with a live coach we're going through something tonight right now at hopenet360.com the conversation will continue in the second half of hopenet radio feel like nobody cares we do hopenet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by groundwire a live coach is available to talk right now at hopenet360.com it's hopenet radio you can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight. Thanks for joining us here on the show. We've been chatting about chastity, so if you missed any part of this conversation, yeah, I know it's kind of a big word, kind of old English. Purity, honesty, Purity. integrity, those sorts of yep. things. If you miss any part of it, go back and listen to the podcast at HopeNet360.com. We're on iTunes, on TuneIn Radio, and the Stitcher Radio app. You can go and subscribe there and listen to us. Leave us a review on that if you would. And uh, Dave, we kind of closed out talking about fashion, what's happening in fashion today. And obviously, older generation, younger generation, these two sides, I think they rarely, in some ways, they don't really overlap as well as far as their standards go. And, no. And this is kind of a point of conflict between parents and teenagers, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and... It's an easy thing to talk about when we're talking about purity because there are some fashions today that, let's face it, should just not be in our culture. What would you think one of those fads would be? Man, I don't like real tight pants. No? No. No, for a lot of reasons. Although I do wear skinny jeans. By that, I mean regular cut. Oh, so you're not skinny jeans. You're the Regular cut would be skinny for straight me. Straight leg. Yeah, straight leg. There you go. Yeah, that would be – I call those skinny. 
Sure. Uh, yeah. That's what I do too. Yeah. I, I don't like the skinny can, thing. Can you imagine a guy that's pushing 60 in skinny jeans? I they're mean, just, really. They're too restrictive. Yeah, they are. Think of some of the fashions out there. I mean, think if you're um, a girl and you wear really tight jeans and high heels. Isn't it hard to walk? It'd be hard for me to walk you know, in it those. It looks like it's hard to walk. And, and you look at that going, who made this up? And sometimes it's not a matter of, of, of purity. It's a matter of no kidding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how in the world are you living this way? And I'm old-fashioned. I actually, as we said in the last segment, I, I think I like when people dress in a way that is normal but doesn't draw attention to themselves. So, like, I, I'm up in the North Woods in a camp and that kind of thing. I love when young people wear jeans and a sweatshirt. You know I mean? They look good. They look fine. They're not saying they're not screaming. Look at me, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of thing. So some of it is definition, probably. I mean, if we're talking definitions, you say skinny jeans. I go, I'm wearing mine. Yeah. And if you look at them, you laugh. It's like <laughs> no different definition from a 60 year old guy than than yeah. what really is. I can't see your ankles in those. Yeah, yeah, you can't. No, because <laughs> they're just straight legged. And that's really, I think, what we have to understand when we say that people should be pure. It's not you and I, Jeff, saying that. God says this is the way I made you. I made you actually to be pure in many areas of life, to do things right, in other words. And there's a right way to do things. There really is. There's a right way to enjoy another person. There is. We think of them first. We don't think of our own needs. We think of them. Talking to a bunch of college kids about pornography and stuff, and my simple contention is when you look at somebody to lust after them, what you're doing is saying, I want to use you. I don't care about you. I just want to use you for my own good. Yeah. That's not loving somebody right there. That, that's not doing it. So sometimes we have to change the way we think and redefine things so we can understand what actually God is talking about. Yeah, and like I said before in the show, turning 30 has kind of changed some perspectives on me. And now I would probably consider myself, those who are younger, if you're a teenager listening to the show, you're probably like 30. I mean, you're, you're old, dude, seriously. Like, yep. find someone else to talk to. No, I'm so thankful in my life for my mentors who were much above 30 when I was a teenager. Yep. And they challenged me in, in my life of purity, but not just physical purity. It's easy to talk about dress codes and, and you know things that you should wear at the beach, things you shouldn't wear at the beach. It kind of turns into that, and that offends a lot of people because a lot of times we all have different standards yeah. of that, of what really is acceptable and not. I think purity is much deeper than just a physical sort of thing. And one of the things that I was thinking as you were talking, Dave, is how we – spend so much time dressing up our exterior. And I think part of that is because we're compensating for the lack that's on the interior. Yeah. As far as our, even our thoughts and our emotions, like we're just a bunch of wrecks on the inside that we try to dress it up all nice and fancy. So everybody thinks we're okay and we're pretty and we're beautiful. And we're, we have these qualities about us and yet inside we're like, we're just dead. We're ugly. Yeah. You know what? And it's really a dangerous thing to be able to to live your life in a way where you're trying to make sure you impress people with the exterior. It's not wrong to look decent. And I I think you should not look like so bad that people stare at you. I I don't think that you should spend so much time that people stare at you. I think you need, again, dress Mm -hmm. decently and in order. When I talk to ladies about being modest, one of the things I tell them is you don't need me to set a rule. Because you know when you're modest and when you're not. Mm -hmm. And every lady that's listening to this program knows this is not modest or this is. I'm wearing this so that people notice me. I'm wearing this just to look nice and blend in. And and if you're wearing it, you know, all of a sudden, why is that important? Because purity is pure. It starts in the mind. It doesn't start with rules. It starts with us thinking through, okay, what is the best way for me to abide by the way I was made, like the cars we talked about? What's the best way for me to live in a way where everything works like it should? Mm -hmm. 
And, and, and what we do then is go to the creator, the designer, and say, what was the way we were made? Well, you know what I was made to do? I was made to look at you, Jeff, and think in my head. This is a pure thought. What can I do to make Jeff's life successful? What can I do to make you the best person you mm-hmm. can be? Now, that, that's where purity begins, right there. If, if every man, every young man that's listening to us today would look at girls when, when they talk, and I would encourage them, you look them in, in the eye, look at them in the eye, and say this before you say anything else. Pray this, God, what can I do to make this girl the best person she can be? Start there. See, that's where purity starts. It doesn't start with, I'm going to put a blindfold on. You know, it starts with, let's change the way we think about life and people, because God didn't put us here to be self-centered. He put us here to think about others, he put us here to love him. When we start thinking that way, we adjust our lives accordingly, mm-hmm. and purity will start to be the benefit of that. Yeah. And you know, this is interesting because this all ties in again to, from a creative kind of animal instinct, right. we are created to reproduce. So right. there is this principle of attraction, this law of attraction that some are listening to the show thinking, yeah, but if I live a pure life, I'm never going to get married. Uh, you know, all these other things, I'm, I'm not going to be beautiful. I'm not going to be attractive. And I think when we talk about purity, Dave, we're talking about three different things. We've already covered the physical purity part of it. There's also what I would consider the mental purity What's going on in the mind, the thoughts. And then there's the third part, the spiritual and an emotional kind of a purity as well. And so I want to talk kind of on the emotional and the spiritual part of it and the mental side of it because I think we'll tend to overcompensate, you know, for areas that we're weak in. So if emotionally, if we're a wreck emotionally, we'll try to focus on some physical things because we're lacking in that area. Whereas I think all three of these need to be focused on. And I, you know, I think of, Attraction. Let's think of attraction. This, I'm going to say something that's probably going to be kind of offensive, but growing up, you know these kids in school. Some of them, we would call them nerds, right? where they weren't so focused on their outward appearance. Right. They were much more on an intellectual basis. Like They were so smart. And so for some of us guys, those weren't really the ones you would chase around because they didn't appear pretty. Right, right. They're just kind of in a different category. And Definitely. yet- there's something about attraction that's beyond a physical thing, I yeah. think. No, absolutely. Can, can you, if you're blind, can you be attracted to somebody? You asked that earlier in one of our conversations, and I keep thinking about that. Can you be attracted to somebody if you're blind? Yeah, absolutely. I think you can. What's the qualities then? It's beyond sight, that's for sure. So for those that are listening that have sight, their single dimension is sight as far as being attracted. Mm-hmm. And so then they respond that way too. So they get themselves in a position where they look and, and, but they're not working on what's really attractive. I mean, yes, physical is attractive. Yeah. But, but here, here's the funny thing about physical. Everybody is attracted to different people. So there's not one thing that's really attractive. Uh, if you think about it. So your wife, I think looks different than all your buddy's wives. Would that be correct? Yeah. And you're attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Something in your brain flipped and said, I'm attracted to her, hmm. you know, and, and somebody else was not. And you can't be offended if they're not attracted to her. I mean, they're not saying she's ugly or anything. It's just they're not attracted to her yeah. like you are. Likewise with my wife. I mean, there are people that would look at, at my wife and say, yeah, nice lady, you know, but not, I'm not attracted to her at all. Well, I think she's beautiful. So there's something about beauty that we have to understand in the first place that God gives us a different understanding and we need to accept that and say, all right. There's a flip, switch that just got flipped. This person is very attractive to me. And it probably doesn't have everything to do with just physical appearance at that point. There might, probably is a combination of what we're talking about. 
I think so. There's a lot more to it. Scientists are still trying to figure out why people are exactly attracted to those. And, and I'm sure when you go watch people watching, you're kind of thinking, sometimes, I know you ladies, you kind of wonder, okay, why did you pick that guy yeah. exactly? I'm so, sure my wife gets asked that all the time. Mine too. Yep. Mine too. So we're going to pick up this conversation when we come back. Check out the show notes at HopeNet360.com and the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff DW wearing our skinny jeans tonight here on HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us. Be a part of the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Dave, why are you laughing? Because um, I just thought skinny jeans, even skinny shorts. You can wear skinny shorts. Can you? Well, I do. I, I'm a biker. Are they skorts? No. I, I wear shorts with um, padding. <laughs> For my bicycle, hey, so yeah. yeah, so I do, and they're they're kind of skinny, but I'm I don't like them, so I wear shorts over them as well because you know they don't That's you smart. don't want to see a sixty year old guy in skinny shorts. Well, and more padding. Yeah, you don't want to see a sixty year old guy like that. You just don't. Yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're, we're having a great conversation, kind of a deep conversation, really about all different types of forms of purity. I, I think the easiest one we look at, we look at the external purity or the external appearance. That's what we do as human beings. We always yeah. look on the outside, and it takes a step further to go in to see what kind of person they are on the inside. And so purity in the fact that most of us, I think actually all of us, have messed up. You know, the standard of purity. We talked about standard. We talk about high jumping and raising the bar to a certain level that's comfortable for us. And I think as humans, we're always trying to rationalize. We're always trying to kind of negate the the bad. We're kind of thinking if we live our life doing enough good, it'll outweigh the bad in our life. And so to some people, that's their standard of purity. And, and in the Bible, it talks about this principle of purify yourselves. What does that actually mean when you read in the Bible to purify yourselves? What does yeah. what does that mean to you, Dave? You know, it, it starts with our mind. When you look at people and you want to use them for your own benefit, that's not pure. It starts with your mind. You have to understand why you were put here in the first place. Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else. The heart is the decision-making process, your mind. Guard it above all else, for it determines the course of your life. If you've been taking in a bunch of stuff in movies where people are abused and there's pornography, whatever, if you're taking all that in, what's going to happen is you are starting to think in those terms, and, and that's what's going to come out. You haven't guarded yourself. You haven't guarded your mind. You're, you know, Put in your mind scripture and that kind of thing. Several weeks ago, there was a, a shooting on a bridge down in the, the Fox Valley area, and, and innocent people got killed. Here's what I know for sure. If the person who is doing the shooting would have been walking with God and loving God and thinking of others, he wouldn't have done it. I mean, that's all I know for sure. And so the answer really is somewhere in the mind, we have to be able to begin to understand that there is a God, there's a way that he created things, and we need to submit to it. And it tells us, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And then the second verse that puts it in perspective, the 24th verse, avoid all perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech. How does avoiding perverse talk and staying away from corrupt speech stop me from being somebody who's impure? Well, it starts there. Have, yeah. have you ever worked with people in a situation where uh, they used a lot of uh, language that you don't curse words or whatever? And You know what happens? I did. I mean, I was a school mm-hmm. teacher. So in the lounge, words flew. I don't know how they kept them out of the classroom, honestly, mm. yeah. but in the lounge. And then we'd go in a bowling league and words flew. 
Do you know that my mind started to use those phrases just by listening to them? Just by hearing them in a normal conversational way, I began to think in those terms. I had to start guarding my mind. I don't want to use that garbage language. It's not that I don't love the people who want to be with them. I just don't want to use that language. And I needed to start to guard my mind. There's people listening to us, Jeff, that spend a lot of time watching things and listening to things that are against the way God made things. They're not guarding their minds. Mm -hmm. What will happen is it will determine the course of their life. And the first step is to really start to know who God is, the way he aligned things, and to start limiting what you put into your head when it comes to what is wrong and not making allowing that to be normal in any way, shape, or form. That's such a challenge. I remember growing up as a young person, I, I really wanted to be a good kid. Like I really did. I really wanted to take God at his word. I really wanted to see a life like Daniel lived out in my lifetime. I know that I wasn't perfect at that. I know that I messed up. I know I put myself in situations that weren't always great. I know that I didn't always make great decisions. I mean, none of us can do that. And I know as a young person, that always frustrated me. Because Did I, you want to be a good kid or did you not want to get caught? Both. Yeah, okay. Because not getting caught is the second thing. It's, and, it's, and That's not purity, though. No, that's that's more of a slippery slope. That's yeah. kind of like I will, I'll lie, cheat, steal my way through yeah. life. Just to and if I don't get appearance. caught, then it's the uh, – no, that, it, no. See, that's not keeping your heart pure. No, but I, I, really, I really did want to see God use me in real ways in life because I, I believe that God is alive. He is still – on the throne, like he's not just a deity up there that we just think about or we read the Bible and that's all it is. It's like, no, it's it's a real relationship, a vibrant relationship. Right. And I found that at a young age. I was so grateful to find that. I had great people around me, my parents, starting with them, and and then all the way through youth pastors and mentors and, and just other parents that our family was around. So we had good influences in our life, which really shaped how I got to where I am today. But I know I wasn't perfect at keeping that purity standard. I Sometimes I accepted 87% purity. Sometimes yeah. I accepted 98% purity. Sometimes I accepted 40% purity yeah. in my life. You know, there, there are times and seasons that we go through, we would say, yeah, I was, I was living more for myself in that time than I was for God. And, and God expects holiness. And I know I can't attain that. It's always a struggle with young people today. And there's always that feeling of shame that comes over when you start to think in the sense of, well, I messed up. I made a mistake. I, you know, I made enough mistakes in my life. How is God ever going to love me now? Oh, man. You know, start over. That's what you do. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And here's the part I love. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I, I love the reset button. There, and there is one. God, remember, is merciful and gracious. He's not tolerant. He doesn't say, it's okay that you're sinful. What he says is, I, I'm patient. I understand that you're growing and developing and, and that you make mistakes. And when you do, I want you to come and talk to me about them. And not only that, I would encourage anybody out there, when you make a mistake, go talk to an older person like your parents who love you and tell them, I made a mistake, here's what I'm thinking. Very important that you do that. Why? It gives them a chance to actually help you. It gives God a chance. It gives you a chance to verbalize it. When you come to God and you say, I have messed up to this point. I love it so much, Jeff, that I can come to God when I mess up and say, I messed up. And from that point on, I can be okay. And I can do things right at that point. And, and God doesn't say, remember back then when you did this? You know, No. As far as the east, I think Psalm 103 tells us, as far as the east is from the west, so far God has removed the transgressions of those he loves. Think about it. They don't ever meet the east and the west. And God's saying, you know what? You're all concerned about the baggage you carry in life. Those of you that are carrying baggage, let's drop it. 
and, and let me remake you into a person that you should be? And I think that's extremely important for us to understand. We must allow God's grace and his mercy and the position we have being forgiven to be a part of our life. And we can do this, and we can move forward. But confessing is, is part of it. Confessing to God, confessing to those we hurt, opening a dialogue, having a conversation with those who love us and saying, you know what, I have disappointed God. It's not going to surprise anybody. If you came to me, Jeff, or any young man comes to me and says, you know what, I'm, I'm really struggling in this area, you know, and I, whatever it might be, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Why? Because sin does that. Yeah. Now I get to help you and talk you through it. You know, it's, it is important, not just physical purity, and we talked about mental purity, how we see ourselves, how we see other people, our response to them. But also, I think there is a spiritual and an emotional purity and how we allow ourselves to be led. Believe it or not, we're living out truth. So in our body, in our mind, we're maybe accepting things that are true, maybe accepting things that aren't true. Yeah. And in life, it's so important. And, and I love where, uh, I think it was in the book of Joshua, where it talks about choosing this day whom you're going to yep. serve. At the end of Joshua's life. There are, I'm not going to kid you, young people, there are a lot of gods, small g, in this world that you can serve. There are a lot of different ways that you could go. There are a lot of different fashions. There's a lot of different ideas out there. There's what we would consider you know, the great science and faith debate. Some people think there's a, a split between that. I tend to think science will show you the proof of your faith. I also believe that still there's going to be people that just will want to find happiness in religion. They'll look to religion or religious obligation to fulfill themselves spiritually, and it's not that at all. It's actually a vibrant relationship with God, with your Father, and how he created things, the order of this world. And I think that's so important to understand tonight that if we follow after God, we'll get those three areas right. We'll get the mental health part of it. We're going to get the mental purity part of it down. We're going to get the physical purity down. And we'll also get the spiritual and emotional purity that comes with that as a result of being focused on the right things. If we're focused on the wrong things, one of those is going to be out of whack and we're going to be compensating over on one side of things because we're weak in this area. And we see this happen all the time. I'll be honest, that happens a lot with me that I just, I think, well, I'm weak in this area, so I'm going to overcompensate in this area. And it doesn't work out that way. And I need help with that. I need to be willing to admit that I need help with that. And if you need help with that tonight, go and chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. We'll wrap up this conversation when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Been a great conversation, Dave. I always enjoy our time together every week as we're talking about different things. Honestly, when we start out this show, I'll give you guys a little backdoor into the show. When we start out, we have some notes we put together. But a lot of times, these conversations just morph, whether it's your questions on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, you can use the hashtag HNRTB, by the way, if you're there. Or you can send us emails at hope at hopenet360.com anytime and leave us your thoughts, ask us questions. I don't know where the show is going to go, but yet we're talking about something that, and especially this summer, we're going to focus on some of the virtues of living, virtuous living, because I think the most successful people that I've known, whether it's through history or even today, are people that are just led by principle. And I want to see young people, I want to see moms, I want to see dads, I want to see college kids living principled lives. Not good enough lives, not perfect lives, but principled lives. Yeah. And not only that, but godly lives, because that is, that's really what's at the top, is knowing God, being in a right relationship, because 
again, the physical things of this world are only a small glimpse of really what's at stake. Yeah, you're right. And what I want to do is encourage our listeners to do something practical because we've been talking about purity and how do you how do you really remain pure? I'm not a farmer, but when I looked at my apple tree in my backyard or something like that, and I want it to have a great harvest, I want the tree to be healthy, I, I want it to have an abundant fruit. And, and really in our lives, that's what we're talking about. God made us for a purpose. He didn't make us to be an accidental blob of protoplasm on the planet. He made us actually with a purpose so that he could love us. And so we need to obey him because that's what that is, and that we could love one another. That's our purpose right there. So if we're not spending time with God, you're not loving him. And so first thing I would ask our people to do that are listening is if you're wandering wandering through life and you're trying to figure out, spend time with God. That's what you're made to do. And apart from that, you're not going to be okay. And then get in the habit of looking at other people. And before you even think a thought about them, get in the habit of looking in their eyes and ask yourself, what can I do to make this person the best I can be? Pray that. God, what can I do for this person? It's really harder in your life to mess up when you're thinking about somebody else Mm -hmm. rather than yourself. And the analogy I have simply with the the fruit tree or whatever is a fruit tree, really the process is pretty simple. I just have to make sure that the fruit tree is in the right spot so that it can absorb all the right stuff. Mm. That's all. If it absorbs the right mucky water and nutrients, (laughs) if it absorbs the right sunlight and it absorbs carbon dioxide, the automatic byproduct is fruit. Now, if that tree is in the wrong spot and it's not absorbing all the right stuff, mm-hmm. well, then it's not going to have much of a harvest and its purpose is going to be stunted. So part of your life has to be you're going to absorb the right stuff. So the Bible, things that are right, not the movies that are wrong, not the, you know, mm-hmm. but the right stuff. Yeah. And also enough of the right stuff. The other thing is to avoid absorbing the wrong stuff. You know, I mean, that's another side of the coin. Mm -hmm. For example, if I went out to my apple tree and poured battery acid around the, you know, it's not going to do well. No. No. If if I pour things around the base of the tree and force it to absorb things it shouldn't, well, then, you know, it's not going to do well. That's It's going to die or it's not going to have fruit or whatever it might be, depending on what I pour around there. So the two aspects that I think that are very practical for people, I think, first of all, dedicate yourself to knowing God and understanding who he is the best you can, and and loving him. And dedicate yourself to loving people, looking at them and asking what you need to do to make their life the best it could be. Can you imagine living in a world where people did that in the first place? <laughs> I mean, that'd be incredible by itself. Yeah. And it's got to start with someone, so let's have it start with us. Yep. And, and then putting your life in a position where you can absorb all the right stuff and making sure you don't absorb the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about the fruit at that point. Mm -hmm. The fruit will take care of itself. I bet you you will think clearly. You will think purely. You will dress modestly because now you've absorbed all the right stuff. And the byproduct of that is what we've been talking about. Yeah, it's the garbage in, garbage out principle is really what it is. If you're putting that in, if you're... If you're looking at examples that are less than pure, less than godly, chances are your life is probably going to reflect that. Mm-hmm. And that's not a it's not a knock against you or anybody because I'll be the first one to admit I spent a lot of time chasing after things that just didn't really matter. They didn't produce the right fruit. They didn't produce maybe any fruit that was actually relevant in our world today. They probably brought more grief or anything else. I've just found that you have to understand a couple of things. If you're going to actually chase after purity and this word chastity, you have to first understand that God is willing to accept you where you are right now. Like, you don't have to do anything or even change your outfit right now. God actually accepts you for who you are. Now, a relationship, what a relationship does, is you'll make some commitments. 
we'll put up guardrails. That's what right. relationships are good for. Yeah. You put up guardrails because you want to preserve that relationship. Yeah. You want to make it flourish. If you're planting a, a garden or a flower even, you want to make sure the soil's right. You want to make sure the environment's right. So there's some environment things that are going to change. There are maybe some dress things that are going to change. There's probably some things you're reading that need to change. I mean, no more Fifty Shades of Grey here. This is right. some of those moments where you need to really determine what am I putting in that's affecting what's coming out and how I'm putting myself out there. So, But first thing first, you have to know that God accepts you right where you're at. Absolutely. And if you get that, then you can start making some of those changes. I think until you understand that, you're going to make changes, but then you're going to wave around them because you're insecure. I mean, that, that whole insecurity thing, having a foundation that I can be in God's family right where I'm at, that's a huge thing. That's a really yeah. important thing to and, grab onto. And that's onto. The, the purity thing we were talking about. See, most people want to change so somebody accepts them. Right. God knows who you are right now. And he loves you. Right. What you need to do is come to him and accept his gift. Right. That's what you need to do. And if you're confused by that, hopenet360.com, live coaches would love to talk to you because really that's step one. If you're not in God's family, if you have not understood his love for you and responded to it, there is no way for you to be okay. And you need to move into the direction where you can accept his mercy, his grace, and it be in his family. Absolutely. And then once you get to that step where you understand, okay, now I'm in a relationship with God. Now I do need to purify things because I found in my own life, as soon as I start clearing some of the space that I've consumed with things that just are not worth it, as soon as I started clearing those things out, my life got simpler. Right. Things didn't seem so stressful. I didn't feel so anxious about situations. I had, in some ways, I had more time because right. I was focusing on things that needed to focus on and not wasting my time spinning my wheels and, and focusing on the things that really were just so trivial. And we can all determine that ourselves. I encourage you to have some open conversations, whether it's with your parents, a youth pastor, a mentor, someone just asking the question, okay, what do you see in my life that needs to change? You need to also be open and asking God, what do you need me to change? What right. am I lusting after that's just not right? What am I doing if you're a guy and you're lusting after the next job or this car or I don't know what you're lusting after, even girls, you know, just talking about relationships and that sort of thing. Just put that stuff away. I want to encourage you with this verse here, Hebrews 10, verse 35, really talks about this confidence. See, when we understand that God accepts us into his family and then does some clearing house changing, we can have confidence. I think that's the thing that lacks in our life when we talk about purity is I'm not confident enough to live, you know, without dressing this way or acting this way or being this way. It's more of a confidence, not in ourselves, but it's in Christ. And Hebrews ten thirty five says this. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. I love that verse. It's Again, it's a strong verse. Don't throw away the confidence, not in yourself, but don't throw away the confidence you have in God. Right. In his word, in the relationship, he's going to see you through it. It might be tough today. It might be. The but, Christian walk is not easy. But listen to God. Trust him. He's older than you, smarter than you, and loves you. You can trust him. So trust him. He knows what he's doing. And yeah. that's the whole point of tonight. We're going to focus on some more virtue things next week and in the weeks to come. Go and subscribe to the podcast if you've not done that yet. If you're a new listener, we invite you to go on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, whichever one you use. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast and subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star review or whatever. Let us know your thoughts on the show. You can always email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. Of course, we're on Twitter hanging out. Just use the hashtag HNRTV. We'd love to hear from you tonight here on the show or on the podcast. And, of course, for all of us here on the show, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye.